0: And now, coming at you from the 5 Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set, with your host, Darren Starr. Hey everybody, good morning and welcome to episode 169 on this Friday morning, May 15th. I'm hoping this sounds fairly similar, maybe. Eh. Um, As far as audio quality is concerned, I'm on a new computer right now, which means I had to reinstall a whole bunch of software, get a whole bunch of settings back in order, and uh it's been boy it's been a week so this is a computer that i built myself um god what is up with this my uh sorry my i'm gonna modify can i do this can i modify an effect on this channel while i'm talking here i think i can yeah I think my limiter is just a little... You know what? I need some compression on here. Hold on. I'm going to throw on a compressor here, and we're going to see what this does. And I'm going to do it while I'm recording because I am just that crazy. So dynamics, I'm going to do rear comp. Here we go. And uh, there we go. How does that sound? Anything? Anything? What if we throw a little bit more dry on here? Pull down the wet a little bit. Is that better? I'm looking at my... uh, looking at my db meter here so i can see where my average let me see yeah i can kind of tell like looking at the waveform when that kicked on so there we go all right so this is how we do it here we're flying by the seat of our pants we're um fixing vocal levels as we go along here yeah see i'm still not liking that there's still too many too many peaks here in the waveform so let me go back up here because there's nothing quite as exciting as listening to somebody modify their audio plugins while they're recording live. That looks a little better. I think I need a little bit better mic control here. I don't know. We're going to figure this out. You and me, we're going to figure this out slowly but surely. It's only taken two minutes to get our audio settings adjusted, so clearly everything is going to be moving smoothly today. So I need to watch my breathing. I think it's when I do this. (laughs) No? Okay. That's better. All right. So I think I'm uh, I think I'm pretty much uh, well, okay, no, I, I need to come at the mic from this angle here. That's better, okay. I have a visual representation of how loud I'm speaking on screen here. Yeah, that was a little boomy right there. I' don't, bear with me. I'm hoping this doesn't get to be too uh, you I, I realize what it is. My gain is too hot on my uh, on my mixer. I gotta turn that down. Hold on a second here. Okay, I think I got it. How's that? Ooh, that's too much. Okay, we got to turn that back up a little bit. Better? Better? Yeah, it's a little it's a little weak still. Let me go a little hotter. All right. Yeah, I mean, I think that'll work okay. I think we we we've got a reasonable thing here. So anyway, Obviously, I'm coming in here like my usual vocal channel that I have set up in my program. All those presets got wiped, so I think I had like a little bit, just a tiny little bit of reverb and a little bit of like an imperceptible delay on here before. That's gone. So things probably sound a little bit different and uh, nobody will notice, probably. Um, It should still be in stereo. I'm looking at it here. I got both channels, so we're not having a return to the mono days. For some reason, the voice notes that I'm recording to um, clients for check-ins are all coming in mono for some reason. I use a different program for that, which doesn't give me stereo or mono control, so I don't know how to fix it. Clearly the hardware is all set up right to do it. So I don't know what's going on. Anyway, I built this computer myself over the weekend. Um, And you little background. So I used to build computers for a living back in the nineties. That's the 1990s, not the 1890s for anybody playing at home. I was pretty good at it. Like I, I was, it it was my thing. I mean, it was, it was professionally a big part of what I did. Um, So I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but technology has changed quite a bit since then, and that includes the internal workings of computers. So I had a little bit of a crash core, like, wait, I need what now? I've got to do what? What are all these new acronyms? What are these speeds? Blah, blah, blah. So I had to get really reacquainted with it, which I feel pretty comfortable with it now. But still, um, one thing that happened back then that still happens now is I was prone to making just really dumb mistakes, like... And and so I made one when I was building this computer. First of all, I bought a case that didn't fit the motherboard, which that that happens. You know, everything says it's an ATX form factor. But, you know, what they really mean is, oh, well, this case is actually micro ATX. Sorry, it's not going to fit your full-size ATX board. Or it will if you want to try and run your computer without a power supply. Good luck with that. So anyway, I had to return a case, get a new one. That was a pain in the butt. So anyway, I get it all put together, all put together. Turn it on. I've got a a monitor that I pulled. Um, I've got some old monitors um, that I'm actually looking to sell. So I pulled one of those off the floor, got it set up on the counter, got an old keyboard and mouse set up with it. All right, good to go. Powered on for the first time, nothing, of course. I mean, what do you expect when you turn on a computer that you've just built for the first time? If you're not expecting a black screen, no post, no power on self-test. If you aren't expecting that, it just means that you haven't built a computer before. That is absolutely the expectation. Every time you power up a new computer and then you've got to figure out what stupid thing you did wrong and then fix it par for the course that that is to be expected. And now I'm wondering, like, is that just me (laughs) or do other people do that? I think I think it's fairly common and fairly universal. Um, I'm getting a lot of plosives here. Yeah, those. Yeah, that's what's killing it. That's what's killing it. So I need like some kind of a. uh, Oh, I mean, a a DS would do it, but I'd have to adjust the settings. I don't want to do that live. Okay. anyway. So I made this mistake, power on, self-test, nothing, just black screen. doesn't beep, no error codes or anything like that, pointing me in the right direction. I'm like, what the hell? So I go through, and I'm doing some internet research, and I'm reading the mo- the manual for the motherboard, and I probably spend 30 minutes before it dawns on me. You know what? I know what the problem is. I go and make one adjustment. Boom, there it is. What was it? I had my in- my monitor set on the wrong input. That was it. It was working the whole time. It just wasn't showing up on screen because it was set for the HDMI input and I was using VGA. Idiot. Idiot. It It happens. So anyway, um, 20 years later, Darren is back building computers again and making the same moronic mistakes he used to back in his 20s. So there you go. Uh, so what's going on here? We got a little bit of stuff to talk about here. I got some, uh, a couple of uh, voicemails from people. You know, I was, I was hoping to get a whole bunch of quarantine stories. I didn't get a whole lot. I got some, and thank you to those who called in. Much appreciated. Um, I was hoping for more. I ain't going to lie. Um, so it's not too late because, Hey, you know what? A lot of us are still in quarantine. And also I think it would be good to get a little bit of perspective for people that are coming out of quarantine. Like give us the view from the rear, rear, give us the perspective from the rear view mirror. What, what was the whole thing? Like, tell me a little bit more about it. I'd love to hear it. And I think you would find, um, you know, as you hear other people call in that there were a lot of shared experiences there as well. So, um, an announcement from me, um, that is actually, um, related to, the main topic that we discuss here on this podcast, which is my album. I'm kidding. <laughs> it feels like that's the main topic, but it's actually not about that at all. It's actually up about bodybuilding in some way. Um, well, as it relates to me, at least. Um, I think, I'm not ready to commit to this just yet, but I think this is gonna happen, so I'm making an announcement for something that's possible, I guess. Um, it is possible that I have set foot in a gym for the last time in 2020 it is entirely possible. So as you know, I've mentioned here, my, we, my, my gym opened up now two weeks ago today two two Fridays ago, I sat out for the first week and then I went back on Monday and was like, okay, all right. It's a little, you know, it's not too crowded here or anything like that. You know, they're requiring everybody to wear masks. I have absolutely zero problem with that at all. I think, not doing so is a giant mistake because it's something really easy to do is it annoying yeah but it, it's also very easy to do and it's not that bad i mean get over it already and um so i i they, they had some equipment blocked off as well like you know i asked like are you going to pull anything out of service um i asked them that before they reopened and they said we don't have any plans to currently well in the end they did but they didn't pull anything out of service. they just put you know do not use this machine signs on a few things here and there. Um, Which is funny because, you know, social distancing guidelines are six feet. And so there are some pieces of equipment that are clearly less than six feet apart, but um, they're not blocked off. But for some reason, there's one row of machines where it's like ab machines and calves. Um, And then the cardio machines, they've done this for as well, where they've blocked off every other one. Well, the problem is when they blocked off every other one, like, they have three calf machines all in a row. They blocked off the two outside ones, which are the only ones that are any good, and they left this donkey calf raise machine in the middle, which is just an absolute piece of shit, as the only available one. So, therefore, I'm canceling my membership. No, I'm kidding. That's not why. But it, it was like, really? Come on. Did you just send somebody through here to tape things off that have never used any? Everybody who's ever used that machine knows it's a piece of garbage. Like, why would you make that available and tape off the two to the sides, the, which are great? It's a standing calf raise and a 45-degree calf raise, which is realistically probably the best machine in the entire gym. So that was a little annoying. Whatever. I, I'm I'm over it. It's fine. If I had weak, piddly calves, I'd probably be a little bit more pissed, but they're okay. Um, so... I had a a good leg workout on Monday. It was cool. And I was a little annoyed because I'm like, yeah, they've got the mask policy, but they're not enforcing it. Nobody's wearing it right. It's like, uh, allow me to make a little PSA here. This is an anatomy lesson for all y'all. So your nose is part of your respiratory system. I don't know if you know that or not. And what we're dealing with here in this global pandemic is a respiratory-based illness, which means if you don't cover your fucking nose, there's no point in wearing a mask, okay? It, it, just get a clue, please. 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 Look at medical professionals who wear masks, do you see a lot of them walking around with their nose uncovered so it covers their mouth and then their chin and then their neckline? Do we care about that? No. Bring it up a little bit. Cover your mouth and your nose. It's not rocket science here. I, I get that you, you're in the gym, you're working hard, and you want to breathe. I don't care. Breathe into your mask. It's not the end of the world. And if you take it off between sets so that you can breathe and recover or during sets so it's not in the way kind of defeats the purpose or if you're wearing it but then you want to have a conversation with somebody and you're standing three feet away and you both take off your masks I have news for you you're a fucking idiot okay not because I think you are are like going to die or anything like that I'm not one of those but I am a rule follower a rule's a rule and if the rules are wear masks then wear your damn mask I mean just do it and shut up and if you can't do it then leave and get out but you know this is how we keep gyms open. There are going to be new cases. There are going to be new infections that is undeniable. There are going to be more of them as we reopen. That is undeniable. And realistically, you know, grand scheme of things that is OK. That is to be expected. That is a trade-off that just has to be accepted. But you can keep it down. And the way to do that is to take precautions. And when you take precautions, you keep facilities open. So if you want to keep your gym open, follow the damn rules. It ain't hard. And for all the gyms that are, are going at this and are saying, we're not going to make people wear masks. This is America. We got freedom. Well, you make people wear shoes shoes and shirts and shorts, et cetera. This is just the newest addition to that. And it's temporary. So shut up and get over it. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Um... Is not that big of a deal. It's really not. I, I get it. Like, if you don't like the government telling you what to do, you don't want to do this as well. Well, the government tells you to do all kinds of stuff that you're okay with. Like, you got to have car insurance, right? I mean, I never understood the whole thing about health insurance as well. Like Government can't force me to buy insurance. Well, they force you to buy car insurance, and you're okay with that, so shut up. Come on. It's just, you, you got to be consistent. Like if you're gonna say the government can't force me to buy insurance and you don't have in car insurance and you're driving around uninsured, well at least you're consistent. I think you're an asshole, but at least you're consistent. Yeah. Um anyway, tangent there. Wear your mask in the gym if they require it. If they don't require it, they should, because that's a facility that's just begging to be shut down in two months because they have become a hotbed. Um we had a a place here that opened up, I think it was downtown. It was just a like a general store kind of place. Um and they nobody in there was wearing masks. they weren't doing any social distancing. they weren't forcing they weren't limiting how many people could be in the store or anything like that. and uh, the owners both came down with COVID 19 and so now they've shut down for like another week or two, Give their employees some time off, get everybody tested, and then they'll reopen with guidelines in place. so learn from them. That's what's gonna happen, okay? It's just a matter of time. It might not happen today, it might not happen next week, it might not happen next month, but it's gonna happen at this point. This thing is gonna be widespread enough, it's gonna be everywhere, so take precautions, okay? If your gym doesn't enforce a mask policy, they're being stupid, and you should wear one anyway. And I would also question, like, do you really need to be there if you're gonna be around all those people? Because here's the thing, how much do you trust the people in your gym that you don't know? What do you know about their activities outside of the gym who are they interacting with the safe thing is to assume that everybody out there is infected okay and with that being the case you should want everybody to wear a mask and then you wear one yourself when you're inside in a place that has the potential to be crowded or at least when you're sharing close proximity with people it is just the smart thing to do so anyway i went back on thursday yesterday And it was just worse. Um, You know, there were employees just not wearing masks or they were, but not, not covering their nose. Or when they have conversations with people, they just pull them off completely. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need to put myself at risk for this. I don't need to to subject my wife to this kind of stuff and bring something home to her. I would I feel like a piece of shit if I, (laughs) here's the worst case scenario. What if I get it and I'm asymptomatic? And, you know, because that happens. You can have the thing and have no symptoms, okay? So what happens if I if I contract it from the gym and I'm asymptomatic and I bring it home to her and she gets really sick? Am I going to feel like a giant piece of human garbage? Yeah, you're damn right I am. So am I going to continue going back to that gym? I am not. No. No. So um, I went into kind of panic mode yesterday uh, when I got back. I was like, I, I got to get this home gym thing set up ASAP. So... It was, it was that plus a whole lot of luck that, uh, all kind of came together at once and I was able to get some stuff that I'd been looking for yesterday, totally by random. So uh, one thing I had not, cause I've been trying to buy like some dumbbells, some plates. I've got my, my, um, DIY squat rack <laughs> built out of four by fours, which is pretty good. It's pretty legit. Um, still has some work to be done. I'm going to finish that up this weekend. I'm hoping, um, I was going to add my pull-up bar to it uh, on Wednesday. uh, And I was looking around in the garage. I'm like, I can't find my hacksaw anywhere what the hell happened to my hacksaw? Damn it. So I have to go buy a new one. So that's on the agenda for today. So there'll be a pull-up bar, some pulleys added, and then I need to add some plate storage and some some cradles that are going to be in fixed positions because, hey, it's a squat rack for one person. I don't need to accommodate somebody who's five foot and somebody who's six foot five. I'm building this for me. I know how tall I am. So (laughs) I'm going to have one set of pins on the inside for squats, one set of pins on the outside for doing RDLs and barbell rows. So um, anyway, point being, I got lucky yesterday. Uh, I've been looking for all this stuff, just any kind of equipment I can find, but specific stuff. And I hadn't searched Facebook marketplace just because I've never had good experiences there. And I just assumed also that Everything that you find on there at this point is going to be overpriced because that's what I've heard with clients. You know, all fitness equipment is just priced like two, three, four times o- over its its um, typical rate just because it's a hot commodity right now. So I hadn't bothered to go check it out, but I'm like, fine, I'm desperate, so I'm going to look here. I'm scrolling through, and sure enough, somebody's like, "I've got 200 pounds worth of Olympic plates, $800." Like, give me a fucking break. It's supposed to be a dollar a pound. Like, if you could find it in inventory in stores anywhere, it's a dollar a pound. Give me a break. I'm not paying $4 a pound. I'm not going to encourage price gouging among the community. No, somebody else will, but I'm not going to be a party to it. Um, And so I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, and um, I see this thing and it's uh Bowflex Select Tech 90 dumbbells with stand and adjustable incline bench I'm like uh okay how much is it's like 2 grand or whatever 750 750 very reasonable price that's um you know the the dumbbells themselves are about i think 375 per so the dumbbells alone a pair of those new would be 750 and then you're getting the stand which is another like 150 bucks from Bowflex and um, the adjustable bench, which I don't know. I'm guessing it's probably about $200. bucks. i am like, $750. Uh, okay, I'm intrigued. So I look. Nothing looks super beat up or anything like that. It all looks like it's in pretty good shape. I go back and forth with the guy. Um and he was using it, but then you know his business picked up, so he doesn't have time, and you know the the same stuff I hear all the time, like you know gyms at home, so it's really easy just to not go. It's like right down there, but it's always there, so you just don't need to go. There's no urgency. It's like yeah, I get it. So you 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 don't have any discipline. Cool, we got that. Um, but then also he hurt himself, so now he's just he's like I just got to do super light stuff, so I don't need these anymore. I'm like great, all right, <laughs> I will take them off your hands. So I I met him in town and. That's, It was in town. Like, I didn't have to pay $300 to get this shipped as well. So, I totally lucked into that yesterday. It was like, ugh. The coolest thing about that was when I logged on to Facebook Marketplace to start scrolling through the listings and I saw that, it said that it had been posted one minute ago. (laughs) And, uh, he said also, like I was the first guy to contact him with, uh, uh, with interest. And after that, like 15 more people, um, were hitting him up. So, um, I totally, totally lucked into that, but that's kind of what it takes at this point. If you want to find anything like that, you just have to be lucky and probably a little bit more persistent than I was. Um, like, you know, it was the first guy that I contacted and it all worked out. So Really lucked into that. So, anyway, that is a big, big part of the home gym set. So, if you're not familiar with the Bowflex Select Tech dumbbells, they're selectorized dumbbells, kind of like power blocks. Um, but the 90s, they, they go up to 90 pounds. These are 90 pound dumbbells, but they start at 10 and they go in five pound increments. So, you got 10s, 15s, 20s, 25s, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70s, all the way up to 90. Um, Huge, huge, huge value, um, and they're in great condition. Also, they're practically new. It looks like they've been used a few times, but that's it. Like the handles are still shiny. I mean, <laughs> it's it's hard to complain about that. They won't stay that way for long. So, they have found a good home here. I'm excited about that. So, I still need some Olympic plates. Um, I've got um, a couple of spots that I'm watching for those. Um, and there, there's a guy in uh, there's a guy local who's selling some Olympic plates for I think like two fifty a pound. I'm like that's still more than I want to pay. Like, principal man, I'm not going to get jacked over for this stuff. So anyway, um, that's where I'm at right now. We'll, we're playing the wait and see game, and I'm monitoring this stuff. So that's the uh, the update. That's my my rant and update and all that all rolled into one. So, whew, man, let's go to a voicemail and get some positive energy in here for a change, shall we?
1: Hey, Darren, Katie from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I've got a quick question. I was wondering what your take is, and I'll just describe the exercise, when somebody is standing on two plates and doing squats with maybe the weight between their legs or um, holding it wherever, or sometimes they're standing on um, like a, a step of some kind. Um, each foot is, is elevated up and you're just going – lower than you normally would on a squat, I guess. And I'm just wondering if you think this is an effective exercise, if this is something that um maybe I should be adding. And also, what what is the benefit? Like are you targeting the glutes in a different area by going lower than you normally would? I'm looking at a whole bunch of wood that we just have sitting in the backyard or all these rounds and I'm wondering if I should maybe um have my husband sauce them off and, you know, have some plates that I could then elevate on and do some deeper squats if you think this is an effective exercise. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Katie. Great question. Hope Coeur is treating you well. I had some, uh, I had uh, a great aunt and great, great uncle that lived in Coeur d'Alene. Um Been there a couple times, actually. Um, so, Yeah, what you're talking about what you're describing is a plie squat basically um so good exercise yes absolutely not to say it isn't uh well what's the word poorly performed poorly executed i don't know something like that i have issues with the movement generally speaking if you do it right great exercise absolutely so um your, your wooden plates. I like that idea. That's cool. Usually, you want to get a little bit more, um, a, something a little bit taller than that. Like, usually, what you'll find is people using, like you mentioned, aerobic steps or benches, but you'd need two of them, one for each leg. So you're straddling a big open space. The idea being, whatever you're holding, um, like a, a weight or a kettlebell, um, you know, a dumbbell or a kettlebell. You're holding it down at arm's length between your legs, and um, if you go all the way down, the weight is going to hit the ground, and therefore you elevate your feet to buy some extra range of motion. Um, the problem that I have with this exercise, and really the only problem I have with it, well, there, there are a couple, but the big one is people that don't get sufficient depth on this and take up two benches when they need none. Like You're not going deep enough into that squat for that, for that weight to hit the ground if you were standing on the ground so don't take two benches to do it <laughs> it's just bad depth you you're just taking up space you're making a big you it's it's one of those you know it's one of those look at me exercises in the gym um and you know clearly if you get good depth and you've got good form and you need that extra range of motion it's useful i still would say use anything other than two benches right because benches are usually hot commodities and if you take one you, you better have a good reason if you take two you <laughs> You better be on fire (laughs) or something. I don't know. It's not okay. It's bad form. Bad form, especially if you're going like when it's crowded. No, screw you. Stop it. Um, So plates are usually insufficient just because you know what's a plate's going to buy you like an extra two inches of range of motion. What you want is enough um, enough added height like you want to elevate yourself enough so that you're not just avoiding the ground, but also you're not at risk for hitting the ground. If you're going up an extra two inches, that might be enough, but also if you get a nice rep, you're going to bottom out there, and it's going to cause like a little jerk, like there's going to be a lack of tension when you're expecting it, and your body's going to do weird stuff. So um, I wouldn't recommend that. If you're going to go up, elevate yourself a good bit. I would say minimum six inches, Um, and just make sure also that if you are, you know, there's a lot of a lot of lateral force that's going to be involved there as well. So um, I, I'm envisioning Katie. I'm envisioning you like out in the garage with your little wooden plates on the on the floor, like on a concrete floor where there's a fairly low coefficient of friction between concrete and smooth wood, like it slides pretty easily. Um, where you go down and now most of the force isn't vertical, but you've got much more of it horizontal. So your legs are actually like, they have the ability to push those plates apart and you're going to end up trying to do the splits while holding something. So um, if if you are, if you don't have like a non-skid surface, like if you've got mats or something like that, great. That's not a concern. Cool. Um, just make sure that whatever you have isn't going to slide around. Like what I would advocate doing is... Um, if it were me and I didn't have mats or anything like that because I don't so if I was looking to do this in my gym here in my little garage gym um, just bare concrete floor um, depending on what I had like if I had rubber bumper plates or something like that and again I don't think they're they're tall enough but rubber on concrete that those aren't going those likely are not going anywhere um so i'd feel pretty comfortable that those aren't going to skid out from under me if i was using wooden plates i would find a way to secure them and i do one of two things either put like one of them up against a wall so it's got nowhere to go and then find some way to brace the other one or tie the two together in some way um like you know, uh, sc- screw them together with a piece of wood between, or something like that, um, just to keep them from from splitting further apart. So, um, so be safe with it. But basically, the idea behind this is you get enough range of motion more range of motion is always better as long as you don't completely lose alignment like this could really throw your your hips and your spinal alignment totally out of whack so the only way to to know for sure is to try it record yourself and watch it back or get some feedback so that's a hint for you katie you know do this and then let me see it and i'll i'll tell you if we're on the right path here or not because some people they can go they can get that ass to grass depth um but it's not good it's like yeah your lower back is all out of whack here we need to stop short of that with something like this, usually, and it depends on what you're holding as well, if you're holding a, like, if I was going to hold one of my my new Select Tech 90 dumbbells, well, those things are really long. If I was going to hold it lengthwise, I'd need to get up pretty high because that thing's like 16 inches long if it's fully loaded or if it's not. So it's going to hit the ground even if I'm not really achieving max depth, um so I'd have to elevate myself quite a bit if I was going to hold it by the handle so it's um horizontal instead of vertical, well suddenly you know it gets a lot smaller, and my chances of bottoming out the depth are a lot lower um Where was I uh oh yeah, so you need to make sure that you're not losing alignment on stuff but if that is not the case, if you, if you're, you know, if your body is put together in such a way that your hips and your lower back still, they're, they're good with it. They feel good. They stay in alignment all the way down. You can get that kind of depth. Great. More range of motion is better. No exceptions always. Um, so the deeper you can get on this and still have your body feel like it's, you know, still put together and not coming apart at the seams. Great. That's huge. That's a, a big deal. So it's it's definitely a good movement. I like it. It's one of those where you can do a combination of, you can go pretty heavy on it, and you can take it slow and really squeeze hard. So I would take it down, um, you, you pause down at the bottom, but not with the weight on the floor or anything like that. So you're just going down, you're pausing, there's a lot of tension still in the muscles. That's a really hard part. Give it a good two count down at the bottom. Really embrace that stretch. Get your knees apart. So you've got a fairly wide stance. You want to make sure that your knees go out wide as you squat down as well. So you get a big stretch through the adductors also. And then come up and give everything a good hard squeeze. You should, things should be pretty well on fire um, after doing that. Um, I would recommend using lifting straps or versa grips or something like that, just because your hands are going to get tired, um, even though you're hold, if you're if you're holding like a dumbbell or kettlebell um, by the handle, great. If you're trying to hold it some other way, you know your fingers are gonna get tired, there's nothing you can really do about that. So play around with your grip so that you've got um, a a grip that you can manage and uh, that you can sustain for long enough to really let the legs fatigue. And I want you to be able to take it slow for the benefit of your legs without your hands giving out. So you might need to adjust your grip a little bit. So anyway, that, that's my, my take on that. Very good question, though. I like that.
2: Hi, this is Drew from Washington. I just wanted to talk a little bit about my experience with quarantine. Um, I don't know if most of your listeners know, but Washington has been affected quite a bit. And I might be a jerk for saying this, but I'm really enjoying the quarantine. I like to spend a lot of time at home. The only thing, literally the only thing that's changed in my life is the gym is closed, but I have found this as an opportunity to really change up, like, my approach to work up a little bit. It's kind of energized me, and then me feel like, I don't know, I like the novelty of it, I guess. Um, I know you probably won't like hearing this, but I got back into running a little bit, so, um which is kind of a passion for me in the past, and I kind of just reconnected with that part of my life. So that's been super awesome. Um yeah, I don't really have much else other than I think one of the biggest factors that has helped me is that I have a coach that is super supportive. And I think I could see myself without, like, without having you Darren, in my, in my life and as guidance. then I could see myself being really lost and, like, maybe falling into, like, a depression or something just because, you know, I wouldn't have that structure. I wouldn't have someone to be there for me, like, a reliable person to – you know, having to I've bounce my ideas off of and all that kind of stuff. So I'm really, really thankful of how involved you are and, like, how much effort you put into, like, you know, your workout plans. You changed up your entire, um just the way you, like, all your splits are different, like, just because of this quarantine. And I'm so thankful for that. So, yeah, this message was just, like, I guess to thank you for that and to let you know that there are people out there and we're doing good and we're doing fine and, we can all get through this, and it's
0: going to end. Thank you. Well, thanks, Drew. I appreciate that. That ended up. Um, I was eager to hear some quarantine stories, and then that turned into like a five-star physique commercial. But I'm okay with that because honestly, I don't have the effort of the production budget to make real commercials. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. So thank you, <laughs> much much appreciated there. And you know, I mean, I, it's been a, a big focus of what I've been doing for the last t- two months is trying to keep people's head above water. And the thing is, Drew, like some people are really receptive to it. You've done great. Um, other people, it's like I. I it's kind of like when somebody's drowning. It's like you know you've you, you can you can save them, but if they're if they're flailing around, I mean, they're going to pull themselves under regardless of your best efforts. Um, that's why what well, I mean what what's the I, I can't swim so I don't really know what the whole thing is, but um like don't try to rescue somebody who's drowning because they'll just pull you down with them it it can be something like that like you've got people that are are basically there it's almost like they are destined to be depressed during a situation like this um and there's just only so much that I can do to try and pull somebody out of it and i've I've helped some people with it other people you know the the problem is if you've got those people that um that are really feeling that way then they're just not going to you know you can email them they're just not going to get back to you they they're just stuck and that's it and then you know it's just a matter of time before they quit um just because of lack of communication there's nothing i can do in this job if the communication isn't there so if if i i can email you all day long I can text you all day long. You've always got the option to just ignore me. And if you do that, I'm useless and we're done. So, um, you, it, it does, it is a two way street. There's only so much that I can do. So somebody has got to be willing and receptive to, um, engage in a tough conversation about some of this stuff as well. So, um, now that being said, um, the running thing, I did cringe a little bit. I'm, I might've thrown up in my mouth a little bit when you talked about that, but it's okay to each their own. You know, I think running is, is Satan's form of exercise, but Eh, all right. I'm I'm, I'm not going to crucify anybody for that, I guess. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it has been kind of uh, an interesting, I don't know, change of pace. It seems kind of funny to talk about quarantine during a global pandemic as it's a nice change of pace. But I mean, let's, you know, zoom in from the big picture. So big picture globally. Yeah it's bad. A lot of people are dying. Okay. But we zoom in a little bit. And you know, what I'm asking for is not for your, your take on how the world's doing, but I want your story about quarantine. So there are going to be some good stories in there. So, uh, for a lot of people, it's a chance like, Hey, um, I, I can now work from home and that is likely to continue even after this is over. Great. And some people are like, no, get me back into the office, please. To which I just say, I don't understand you people <laughs> like work, Nothing beats working from home again spoken from a guy who who does not have kids and I realize that changes the equation a little bit especially when your kids are at home with you so um but it is an opportunity to um do things differently I mean some people are finding themselves with more time um I think I've mentioned here before I've heard from some clients who say that they're bored to which I say how how, how are you ever bored as an adult I don't understand that <laughs> Like, maybe it's just the fact that I just chronically overextend myself and I've got my hands in way too many things, but I would give anything to be bored for a day, just a day, six hours. Give me six hours of boredom, please. I would love it. Like, on the weekends, I will usually try and catch up and take a nap, and I wake up from that nap like, oh, God, no, I'm really behind, behind on a weekend, on a Saturday, because... Saturdays are days when I don't have a whole lot of work to do. So it's my chance to catch up on all the other stuff. So I've got a big list of stuff to get through on a Saturday. All of it's fun, but I got to get through it. I got to do it. So bored? No, no. Um, But yeah, I mean, uh, you said it's a good opportunity to change up the lifting routine. And clearly it's it's been that for me as well, since, you know, my gym is reopened now and I'm thumbing my nose at it and saying, I'm not going to go back there. So I'm going to be completely shaking up everything and I'm building a gym in my garage. So, and ultimately I think it's going to pay off well. Um, We'll see. I did see a... uh, <laughs> I did see online uh, I was searching last night so one of the things that I was looking to build also was uh, an adjustable incline bench build my own um, and so I got the plans for that and uh, I wasn't happy with the plan so I modified them a little bit I went and picked up all the materials for it good to go awesome and then yesterday I look into this other incline bench so I'm like all right cool Well, I got all these materials I can build something that looks kind of like an incline bench what am I going to do why don't I build a leg extension um, to hook into the cable pulleys on my squat rack? Hmm, okay, cool, we'll do that. Um, And so (laughs) I uh, then I started thinking, well, that leg extension, I should be able to make it dual function, so it's a leg extension and leg curl, I'm hoping. So we're going to work on that a little bit. And then I was just Googling, and I I saw that there is this uh, thing where you can make a... (laughs) I can't even believe I'm I'm entertaining the idea of doing this. A leg press attachment for your squat rack. Um, So don't think I'm not considering it. The problem is, like, for for me, a squat rack, I mean, if – if I squat it, it's a funny thing, it's a squat rack. I might not really squat in it at all just because I'm, I I don't squat effectively. Um, My body does not like it. Um, If I work on my mobility and really make some strides there, it might come back a little bit. So it's for me, it's like, okay, squats are likely to become a backbone of what I'm trying to do here. So I really need to focus on my mobility to make sure that I can actually do them effectively. So, um, but I, I don't have the strongest squat in the world. Like, you know, 300 pounds on a good day. I feel very confident in the ability of my squat rack to hold up 300 pounds. Okay, I'm good with that. If you start talking about leg press weight, 6, seven, eight, 900 pounds, I'm like, I don't know how comfortable I feel about that with my squat rack. So, yeah, that might not happen. I don't know. Um, it's a consideration at least. So, uh, anyway, Drew, thank you for that. And I think we got one more here. So, let's let's check it from the Quarantine Diaries, perhaps.
1: Hey, Darren. This is Katie from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Um, first of all, thanks for doing your podcast. They are keeping me occupied and entertained during my home workouts during quarantine. So keep them coming. I wanted to just share my quarantine story. And I would say that I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> Not the the downfall of everybody getting sick, but um, personally here at our house, um, really thriving. And the main reason is because, well, number one, my my husband is home working instead of rotating out of state. So that helps with the kids. And then also, living in Coeur we get a lot of visitors. Last summer, we had um, six weeks straight of visitors nonstop. I had people staying in my camper in the front, in my guest room. I mean, it's, it was like nonstop. And for me, it it was really hard to stay on track because we're always barbecuing and entertaining and there's drinks. And so um, that's been a shortfall for me staying on track. And now that I'm super serious about my goals and actually working with you, um, quarantine has stopped all visitors. And it's been amazing, (laughs) because we're just locked here. And I actually have a home gym that has tons of stuff that I was not using at all. I um, I mean, or very little. I was going to the gym and kind of farting around there. But now that I'm at home, I'm forced to use the equipment that I I have. And it's been really nice. And um, just in this quarantine, both of my parents were supposed to visit my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law right when it hit back to back to back and i just realized that having this break has been so good just to just focus and have time to meal prep and not be traveling back and forth and doing a few things that were on the schedule so i don't know it's all good here the weather's been nice and i'm just enjoying a little Peace and quiet. We'll see how the summer goes. I think travel will be down in general for people. So I don't think we'll be getting as many visitors. So I'm also excited about that. So um, keep it up. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.
0: Awesome, Katie. Thanks. Double dipping this week. Always appreciated. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Um, So, yeah, so... I guess there's probably a little bit of confirmation bias coming in here. So I said, share your quarantine stories. And the people that are like, screw this quarantine crap, they're not going to call in and leave a message probably. So um, I guess it makes sense that, you know, we're two for two on stories from people that are enjoying it and having a good time with it. So Katie, what you're talking about here, I mean, husband being home and getting a little bit more help there. Sure. Absolutely. But also there's less entertaining to do less social stuff. And um, I, I've, i have yeah, you know, I've I've met with with other people, and I you know I've had people as clients before. Or I've talked with people who, um, th- their social life becomes an impediment to their physique related goals. Um, and you know I I had uh, uh, inquiry from a, a husband and wife not too long ago who like, they like they had ambitious goals, but they said we have a very active social life. There's a lot of alcohol involved, and like. Figure that out first, tamp that down or age your way out of it or something like that. But trying to do this and push towards like a contest ready physique while you're maintaining an active social life where you're out several nights per week, it's just not going to happen. And I was just very realistic with them. I'm like if you can if you can change that, scale that down um, and just cut it out completely for a while, find a different kind of social life, great, then we can talk. but otherwise, you're just wasting your time. Uh, you know i don't I don't want to have you working with me and spinning your wheels and spending a bunch of money on coaching and everything else if if you're not gonna get your mileage out of it so um So for those people, I imagine like this is probably really hard, but it's also a chance to be like, Hey, you know what? We can't really have much of a social life. So why don't we focus on something else instead? And for people and Katie, I think you're, you're one of those who it's like, okay, well, you know, it's not like I dislike having people over, but God, it's just nice when there's no one here, you know, it's like that. It's nice when I don't have anything to do. I don't mind going and doing all this stuff, but it's not like I build my life around it. And if it's not there and I can just get a stay home and we can be by ourselves and I can focus on me for a little while and not have, you know, because you can always do that. You can always focus on yourself and just say no to things. You can go and do stuff and just make good decisions, but this just makes it easier, right? When you don't have people coming over, you don't have people dragging you out of the house and asking you to do stuff and go to events and go to functions and go to parties and do this and that. that. I mean, it's it's a chance to be a little selfish and focus on yourself and in kind of a forced way so i i completely get what you're talking about there for me i would say that it's been a fairly positive experience but really nothing has changed um other than gym access uh which I'm, as i've mentioned a few times now i'm working on that um i never went out and did anything anyway so and nobody really asked me to because i know i just say no <laughs> Um, I, I guess that's not entirely true. It's pretty close, but we, we'd get asked out every now and then. But my wife and I would both look at each other and be like, "That sounds like fun," but man, it's like a 25 minute drive to get downtown. Where are we going to park? You know, it, it turns into like a Seinfeld like discussion. Oh, you've got the parking. You've got the people. Oh, the smells. Where are you going to eat? You're going to get a reservation. Uh, you got to wait. You know. <laughs> So it just turns into this like, let's see, we, we got, we got great dogs here. Let's just stay home with them <laughs> and and pull up, pull up a movie. So, um, that, that's always kind of been our life. So that hasn't really changed too much here. Um, so anyway, um, all good stuff, Katie, thank you for that. I appreciate it. I did have one other topic that I wanted to discuss today. I'm going to save it. Um, it's a big one and I kind of want to refine it a little bit before I bring it to you here. So, um, Full warning. um, I'll be planning on hitting this on Monday. Um, It will be a speech. I will get on my soapbox and it will be a speech Um, and it will not be a face mask related speech. So it'll be about something else entirely. So that's it. I've got a lot to do today. Um, So what is on my agenda? Here's the tail end of my personal summary. So um, album progress has been fairly quiet. Um, Our producer has been out for the last week and a half. Um, He went... uh, We didn't have any days booked, and then he took a uh, a trip. Um, And so he's coming back. My wife is booked to go in there on Monday. And actually, she's got... A couple of family members coming into the studio her nieces um to sing on one of our tracks as well it's kind of like a family song so it's one that her dad actually wrote way back in the day that we've adapted and put on this album so um her nieces are going to sing on that should be really cool um so that's coming up um we have uh we found a violinist to play on some songs. I'm going back and forth with her. She's sending me some tracks. We're having a little bit of difficulty with one of them getting it just right. So I've got to go listen to some stuff and then I may have to hop on a call with her later today to iron that out. Um, we have some promotional videos for the band that we're putting together um so my wife and i did a series of these backyard interviews um where we just interview each other telling the stories behind these songs um so we recorded material for a handful of those and i just finished um (laughs) learning how to use power director and um editing together a a video talking about the first one of those so the learning curve on that was it wasn't too bad but you know you're you're going from like i have no idea how to use this to okay i've got a finished video here that i'm happy with it took a little doing um so the first one of those is done ish i think she's going to want to make some revisions to it actually so um that'll be uh, online shortly and we'll have more of those to spit out um we are shortly going to start working with i can't believe i'm saying this This sounds so pretentious we're going to start working with a publicist um, who uh, is going to be trying to schedule some interviews for us um, and will help us get our social media game going a little bit stronger as well in advance of the release of this album. So we got that going on. I've got stuff out in the garage where I've got a couple workouts to do now. I have to continue hunting down Olympic plates. Um, I have a squat rack to finish building. I have to um, – uh start working on my leg extension slash leg curl machine. Um wait for my pulleys to arrive but make sure I'm ready for them to get here once they do arrive. Uh yeah, there's a lot going on. A lot going on here. I got a lot of stuff to do. Um what else? I do have a couple of tracks at home to re record. Um And oh yeah, um, if I practice guitar for six hours over this weekend, it probably won't be enough. So that's, that's my agenda here coming up. So by the time we check in again on Monday, um, which that there shouldn't be an issue with that. You know, my wife's in the studio on Monday, I'm going to have some time, so we should be back here on Monday. So, um, I will come back to you with calloused fingers and hopefully all fingers still attached, nothing taken off due to a power tool incident or anything like that. We should be in good shape. So, anyway, I appreciate you all listening. Thank you for joining me here as always. Um, this has been episode 169. I am. Darren Star. You can find me online 5 or thedropset.com If you want to call in and share your quarantine stories, um, you can go to thedropset.com. The call in number is right there. You can click on it from your phone go straight to voicemail chat away. The number is 865-518-2974